0: Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And
1: sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right
0: now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. Occurred because the shutdown was causing what airline industry unions called a level of risk we cannot even calculate, which also happens to be the slogan for Spirit Airlines. Hey,
1: no. oh. Oh. oh, I didn't. They think... have lawyers, and if they don't, they ought to get some.
0: Uh, some people believe the cameos of big stars is played. I don't. I don't, I, I don't care either way on Saturday Night Live. But uh, Steve Martin, I thought, was a pretty funny Roger Stone. Um, we should play some of Roger Stone from Friday night's Tucker interview coming up. He is fully, and and with pretty good arguments, fighting everything he's being accused of. Mm.
1: Um, so it'll be interesting to see hear how this turns out. That'll be a good one, because yeah. he is a fighter. We yeah. shall see. Speaking of fighting, uh, an envoy says the U.S. and Taliban have agreed in principle to a peace framework, so that's over, he says with weary sarcasm. Uh, we'll see on that one as well.
0: What did we get for our 17 years going on 18?
1: Al-Qaeda not being based there for 17 years. Okay. Because remember, that's why we went in. Plenty of other places in the world to be based. True. <laughs> Absolutely true. A discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. So, one of the signs that we've completely lost our way as a country is the fact that Tom Brokaw could say something completely innocuous about... I'm Tom
0: uh, Brokaw, NBC News. He was the host of the NBC Evening Newscast back when that mattered.
1: Yes, and uh, and he said a couple of things on one of those inevitable, idiotic, time-wasting panels on cable news (laughs) (laughs) that, uh, defying uh, all expectations, got a little attention. Uh, do we have the great man, uh, positive Sean? Thank and a lot
2: of this we don't want to talk about, but the fact is, on the Republican side, a lot of people see the rise of an extraordinarily important new constituency in American politics, Hispanics, who will come here and all be Democrats. Also, I hear when I push people a little harder, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. I mean, th- that's also a part of it. It's the intermarriage that is going on and the cultures that are conflicting with each other. I also happen to believe that the Hispanics should work harder to some, that's one of the things i've been saying for a long time you know that they ought not to be just codified in their communities but make sure that all their kids are learning to speak english and that they feel comfortable in the communities and that's going to take outreach on both sides frankly
3: and
0: okay all right <laughs> who, who do you hang out with tom who's telling you first they think this secondly they feel comfortable telling you i don't know if i want brown grandbabies
1: are people saying that to you tom? He claims they are i think i see the mush mouthed old sage working he was trying to say, on the one hand, a lot of Americans are racist goons, and they don't like brown people. On the other hand, the Hispanics need to assimilate. He was trying to be bipartisan. He was trying to be fair and balanced, uh, to coin a phrase. Um, it, but interestingly enough, the uh, second part of that, the Hispanics really need to assimilate stuff. has has brought outrage and hate terror, fear, disgust, and he has apologized over and over for saying what he said, that uh, immigrants should assimilate into the country uh, to which they've come, which is uh, a new a new concept on Earth, frankly. When in Rome, do as the Romans do thousands of years old, every single country on Earth expects immigrants to learn its ways, its culture, its laws, its language, Every single one, bar none, except in the unicornian states of America where logic has just gone off to hide. you got to be afraid to say, yeah, I think people ought to assimilate. They ought to try a little harder. This is an extraordinary spot we're in. Never mind old Tom Brokaw, the reaction to it's the, the astounding part. I don't know what to say. People have just caught on to these bizarre, unprecedented, and totally unworkable ideas about immigration because they've been browbeaten into thinking that's the moral, kind, and open-hearted stance. And, you know, frankly, the other side has done a poor job of making the case, I guess. You, well, you lost. We lost. I lost. suppose i got to admit it.
0: Well, there aren't many Republicans willing to stand up and say, hey, everybody needs to speak English. Because they have this fanciful notion that they're going to court the Hispanic vote by uh, playing that game.
1: Listen, um, I'm, I'm not really the egomaniac I play on the radio. The, I'm not some sort of genius who came up with the idea of, I don't care what you look like or where your parents were born. This is a wonderful country. You should learn about it. It's worth learning about. If you move here, it would be great if you would embrace our laws and our customs and and learn English. Uh, fit in. Hold on to your heritage by all means and be proud of where you came from and your grandparents and the rest of it. But to make this country work, we have to unite around certain principles. Now, I'm not Thomas freaking Jefferson coming up with what I just said. It's easy to say. It's easy to come up with. And yet that's somehow terrible and sinful and racist or something? I don't know. God, our politics is so dumb.
0: Can I hear the first part of that again?
1: The brown grandbabies part?
2: And a lot of this we don't want to talk about, but the fact is, on the Republican side, a lot of people see the rise of an extraordinary, important new constituency in American politics, Hispanics, who will come here and all be Democrats. Also, I hear when I push people a little harder, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. Okay, I mean, that's-
0: that's, uh, so people say that to him,
2: he claims. Okay.
1: I just watched an episode of The Sopranos where uh, Tony was mad that uh, Meadow was dating a black guy. Oh, really? Of course, that show went off the air, what, 20 years ago? Mm. Damn. Well, no, it was not for like seven years. I don't yeah, personally- I it debuted 20 years right, ago. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very up-to-date reference. Yes.
0: I don't personally <laughs> know people that would be bothered by brown grandbabies. I certainly wouldn't be, but uh, apparently they talked to Tom Brokaw.
1: Well, again, to the point, you know, if one of my daughters, uh, you know, falls in love with some... Honest, hardworking, America-loving guy with a Z at the end of his name. What the hell do I care? I'm not. I'm not some sort of the bizarro racial theorist from the early twentieth century, like uh, you know, some eugenics nut job. Margaret Sanger started a Planned Parenthood. Um. It, that's I, Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a straw man. That's different, a straw man. Different. Uh, well, there are. I'm sorry. There are people who think like that, but it's not like it's a major constituency.
0: Different part of the story. Is Tom Brokaw done being asked to be a pundit on shows, do you suppose?
1: Probably.
0: I'll bet he. Because he's he's pretty mush and old and it's starting to get a little sad anyway. I'm thinking he might be done. They might just not invite him until
1: he gets the hint. The WAPO is asking the same question we have asked. There are a number of Trump advisors who's gotten in trouble for false statements, lying to federal officials, that sort of thing, about meetings and incidents and hotel projects that are pretty innocuous and aren't illegal. So we're, just, we're a little confused why they would bother lying. Sure. Matt Zapatosky of the WAPO is asking the same question. We'll talk to him about it.
0: If here. Trump didn't do anything with the Russians, why is everybody lying? That is a decent question. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. To Sam's heart, under
1: Mr. Mays House.
2: Armstrong and
1: Getty. The conscience of the nation.
4: that I had text messages uh, from an old cell phone that were entirely exculpatory, which proved that everything I had said about Credico being my source regarding the significance uh, and the uh, October release date of the WikiLeaks material was accurate. Uh, I believe he lied to the grand jury about that. That's been reported, uh, but he appears not to be being prosecuted for perjury. Uh, But I forgot exculpatory information Uh, And therefore, I will. Okay, so it made sense to me when I listened to it at the time.
0: (laughs) Roger Stone on with Tucker Carlson on Friday night, hours after he walks out of the courthouse and then did another interview yesterday. And I think he stepped up to some microphone today. Um, He seems to be really confident or he's confident uh, he's innocent. He's also, I think, trying to make the argument that other people are lying to save themselves about him. Right. Which could be happening because you got a bunch of liars involved,
1: right? I mean, people that have lied throughout their lives. Well, he has a bunch of strategies, I think, to be out and proud, but that is definitely one of them. Yeah, Matt Zappacot. I'm sorry, Matt. Matt Zapotosky joins us. He's a national security reporter covering the Justice Department for the Washington Post. Uh, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Oh, it's our pleasure. So you know, it's funny we've been talking about this very topic the last couple of days. There's nothing illegal about pursuing a hotel deal in Moscow. And there's nothing illegal in taking a phone call from somebody who says, hey, I got dirt on your opponent. And there are all sorts of, you know, examples of uh, folks being investigated, uh, being prosecuted for lying about stuff. I don't understand why they would. So you're reporting on this. What's uh, What are you finding? or what do you think? Yeah,
5: This, I, this is, was a great mystery to me. Even the day that the Stone indictment dropped, I sort of read through it and I think, why in the heck did this guy lie about this and take such forceful steps to sort of convince others to not cooperate in the investigation? And I think there are just theories, you know, people have now on why he might have done that. Certainly, though, the underlying conduct here might not be illegal. It's politically damaging, you know, that... That president Trump's campaign that senior level officials would be interested in getting the fruits of a Russian hacking effort, while itself might not be illegal, you know, even reporters at, at that time period were trying to see what le- WikiLeaks had and when they were going to publish it. That's not illegal. Right. But if you're running for president, it is it is potentially damaging to your campaign. If people were to know, hey, you're, you know, sort of secretly trying to suss this stuff out. Another possibility is, of course, there's some cover up of something we don't yet know. You know, Mueller hasn't charged any kind of grand grand conspiracy to, you know, defraud the U.S. to interfere with the election. He's charged Russians, but not Americans as part of that conspiracy. So is there some fact that we still don't know? And then I think a third possibility is these guys just have a sort of estranged relationship with the truth. All of these people <laughs> seem to lie nice for any reason and for no reason. And, you know, maybe they, they sort of just can't help themselves sort of the most innocuous explanation as i see it
0: yeah i don't know if that fits with flynn i still don't understand why he lied about what he lied about but certainly with manafort stone and cohen they're people that have made their livings not telling people the truth and you know and keeping their side of the story private so yeah they they may just lie out of habit
5: yeah and cohen certainly sort of Bragged. He was proud about being the president's fixer. And a part of that job presumably would be deceiving investigators, even if it's just to prevent the president from being embarrassed. And you saw that with the sort of uh, payoffs for the for the women who were alleging affairs. And you also saw that with his lie to Congress about Russia, um, you know, lying about this Trump Tower Moscow project. Flynn and Manafort are a little more complicated. They had issues all by themselves, you know, that sure. they were sort of doing work for or other countries here in the United States and not reporting it correctly, they have sort of self-interested reasons to lie to prevent their own legal exposure, but even those crimes that they they ended up pleading guilty to, the lies, even the underlying crimes, what we call the FARA violations, not registering as lobbyists for a foreign entity, that's such piddly stuff. I mean, they could have probably just come clean right away, filled out updated forms, and they wouldn't have the criminal exposure they did. It really is a mystery to me when I assess all these cases individually, like, why did you lie if You didn't lie, you probably would be okay at the end of the day. You certainly be in less trouble than you are having lied. That's
1: funny. That's exactly the way we've seen it too. Matt Zapatoski of the WAPO is on the line. That's what I tell
0: my two little kids every single day. Right, no kidding.
1: You know, and and to get back to Stone, um, you know, the idea that and I'm I'm thinking about Trump voters, um and we have plenty of them listening to the show, of friends, relatives, etc. If if you were to tell a Trump voter, a core Trump supporter Hey, we found this incredible dirt on Hillary. It came from WikiLeaks and they're probably in bed with the Russians, but they they hacked into uh, Podesta's email and you can't believe the stuff these people are saying. Even if Trump voters were thinking, you know, I don't love the fact that, you know, that Julian Assange is doing Putin's bidding, I, I don't see like even 2% of Trump voters flaking from supporting Trump because behind Podesta's emails, behind that is the WikiLeaks, behind that is the... That's just, that doesn't make any sense.
5: I, yeah, I don't it, think anybody it,
1: would be that offended.
5: It is such a complicated question, I suppose, in hindsight, we'll never really know, right? If you look, too, at Trump Tower Moscow, if if voters had known in real time, hey, these discussions went on a lot longer than President Trump said they did, would that have changed their minds? It's just so hard to say now. Who knows? Uh, But, you know, you would think, like, in hindsight, gosh, he already won the election. So if you're sitting down post-election with Congress or with the FBI and you're asked about these things, why not just cop? To the dirty political trick it's not going to cost you any political it's not going to cost you as much excuse me political capital now as it would have when he wasn't president yet he's been elected if you just cop to it then you yourself won't be on the hook for a crime and you could see why Mueller would want to prosecute these people right I think prosecutors generally take a dim view of just charging false statements it too some people see it as a pitily charge but when you're investigating whether Russia interfered in our election whether they worked with Americans and you're getting repeatedly lied to that's going to strike you as significant. You're going to wonder, why are these people lying? This investigation is so important. And maybe at the end of the day, it's just focused on Russia. But these people don't seem to want us to get to the truth. So Mueller has been taking a very aggressive stance towards this and charging everybody who lies to the FBI, who lies to Congress. Allegedly. allegedly. Or or, or he he wants to put (laughs) them in a position
0: where, look, you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail or a big chunk of the rest of your life. You're going to spend all your money on lawyers. You better tell me anything you know. Is it just that?
5: that there is an element of pressure here, right? And one of Roger Stone's charges, the witness tampering charge, actually has like a 20-year penalty that just the false statements charges, each one has a maximum five-year penalty, witness tampering. And this would be him sort of making, I think he would probably say they were hyperbolic and Mueller would say he was making threats to these other people he was talking about WikiLeaks with. That's a very serious charge and that's a significant leverage point. And if you look back at some of the other people, I think that's how analysts viewed it at the time. You know, he had this leverage on Flynn for lying, so he flips him, and now he's a cooperator, and maybe he can get to his bigger question. Rick Gates, same way, he admits to lying, he admits to being involved in this kind of bank fraud with Paul Manafort. Now I have leverage to get to the real question of whether the Russians conspired with U.S. citizens to influence the election. And we have yet to see the full fruits of that, but you do see Mueller revealing a little bit more about what he knows, even though he doesn't charge Stone with conspiracy. Seems like he goes out of his way to point out campaign contacts he has that aren't necessarily illegal but i do read that a little bit as Mueller kind of uh putting forward what we call a speaking indictment just like letting Uh the public know facts that aren't illegal but maybe he feels they deserve to know still
1: kind of mushy though kind of cloudy matt zapatosky covers national security and the justice department for the washington post uh matt good stuff well done thanks very much we'll have a link to the article of course we appreciate the time Thank you. You got it.
0: Five thirty-eight. put together the five scenarios for Mueller's investigation and how it could end. Two of them would be satisfying. Three of them won't be, though. Mm. Maybe we should talk about that at some point. What's coming
3: up in your news, Marshall? Well, Roger Stone keeps on talking. The deficit keeps on growing. And we have a new survey of scooter dangers. Coming up, <laughs> Scooter Danger. Cracking your head. It seems like the, pretty clear. That was the name of my
6: uh, young beat reporter when I was working local news stations. <laughs> I'm Scooter Danger. I'm Scooter Danger
0: on the scene. Uh, all that on the way. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Went to the movies with my kid over the weekend. One of them as Spider-Man cartoon movies. Um, I understand why kids like them. A little confused as why well do adults like them, but you know, talk about that on the way. Yeah, the movie right. theater experience more than the movie. Mm. One major problem with the modern movie experience. First, uh, and I spent sixty bucks. Yeah. sixty bucks. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now,
3: former Trump associate Roger Stone says he will plead not guilty in a federal court in D.C. tomorrow. Up outside his home in Florida today, Stone called the, the case against him a
4: raw abuse of power. Uh, you can see the kind of travesty that you saw last week. Uh, I'm 66 years old. I do not own a gun. I do not have a valid passport. Uh, I, I have no prior criminal record. Uh, I'm charged with non-violent process crimes. To to storm my house with a greater uh, force than was used to take down Bin Laden, or <laughs> El Chapo or, or Pablo Escobar, to terrorize my wife and my and my dogs uh, is it's unconscionable.
1: There unconscionable. You, you can't put it in a conch.
4: I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want the truth to be known, whatever it is, and I worry that. Can you handle the truth? In an effort to get to Trump, you got a whole bunch of lifetime liars saying whatever in their best self-interest to to get themselves out of trouble. Is that any way to get to the truth? I don't know. If the, I don't know what the other way is, but well, and if it ends with
1: yeah, WikiLeaks, you got stuff on Hillary. We'll take it. Who? How many people care that much? Well, you're consorting with the Russians to affect the election. Yeah, okay, all right.
3: I don't know how many people care that much. And the debt just keeps on growing. report just released by the Congressional Budget Office is predicting the U.S. budget deficit is set to hit $897 billion this year. And it's predicting that economic growth is going to be slowing as the effects of President Trump's tax cut on business investment begins to drop off. The CBO is predicting a $118 billion increase over last year's $779 billion deficit.
1: Worth pointing out, the Republicans had the White House and both houses of Congress for the last couple of years. I'm racking my mind trying to come up with that big, giant uh, budget reform bill they had. going. I can't remember much about it. It's
3: as if it didn't happen. Acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney says he thinks the president is indeed ready to shut down the government again in three weeks as he pursues funding for the uh, promised U.S.-Mexico border wall or barricades. Yeah, I think he actually is. Uh, Keep in mind, he's willing to do whatever it takes to secure the border. And
1: You know what Trump needs to do? If you know Donald J., have him call me. Donald, here's what you do. Stop saying wall and start saying fence repair. Your followers, your fans know what you're doing. They're following this. You're not going to, never mind Dan Coulter. Nobody's going to say that uh, Trump caved if you start calling it fence repair and put the Democrats in a position where they have to vote for it and you get billions of dollars for physical barriers, your, your voters will understand what's going on. I don't understand why he doesn't do that.
0: So how likely do we end up with another government shutdown here in three weeks? Because they just agreed for three weeks, right? Right.
1: right. And then right. we're right back where we were before? Maybe unless the president says, you know what? Uh, to hell with all of you. I'm declaring an emergency, and I'm going to build the, uh, uh, the well, the fence repair. <laughs>
0: Immediately somebody files some sort of whatever with a court, right. and it stops. So right, then, then but we're he arguing.
1: gets credit for, okay. you know. Having tried to do what he said he would do and being opposed by the rotten liberal courts. I'm not sure the politics of that works real successfully, but it works well enough. Our friend uh, Tom McClintock of the 4th District of Corruptifornia uh, came out the other day in favor of that. Declare a national emergency. Hmm. Build it.
3: Now, Roger Stone was uh, mentioning this gentleman a little earlier. Closing arguments could soon begin in the trial of the infamous accused Mexican drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman in New York. It all depends now on whether Guzman will testify in his own defense He's after... He's a misunderstood avocado farmer. Right! After he was a, set up after a wave of damning testimony from former associates. The prosecution could rest its case as early as today. And we will find out if this is going to wrap up shortly or if he's going to take the stand. And we now have a first-of-its-kind study of e-scooter injuries done at UCLA showing about 40% involve head trauma. The, uh, Who, who's this for?
1: Your noggin is heavy. I've wiped out on bikes and scooters and yes. motorcycles and the rest of it. Good chance your head hits the pavement. Take it from me.
3: He, uh, the uh, lead uh, doctor in the study said he was shocked to find that just 4% of e-scooter riders were wearing helmets. So you can probably start to see for an even bigger push to have everybody riding an e-scooter wearing a helmet. Study. Al- I don't
0: like laws like that, but it is weird to me that there are so many helmet laws with everything else. But right people riding scooters around, I don't get what's going on there.
1: But I'm all for you decide that for yourself. How about a big sign? It's a virtual certainty you will be injured if you ride this thing. Buyer beware. And then, you know, I am
3: invincible! Invincible!
1: (laughs) This is a gentleman enjoying the gas
3: lamp district of San Diego on
1: a recent weekend night.
3: There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Woohoo.
0: Uh, there are five different ways the Mueller investigation could end. At some point, someday this week, maybe we'll talk about that. I don't know if I have the stomach
6: part right now. Is one of those five, uh, does it include Thunderdome? <laughs> mm.
0: No, so maybe there's six. Three, six, six possible seven. Beyond beyond outcomes.
6: seven yes, outcomes. Wow,
1: wait a minute. <laughs> or a Hunger Games. Oh, no. Also another possible ending. Not that. <laughs> Plus, Elizabeth Warren is out with her big campaign hook, and it is Scary.
0: She's got to be unhappy about how much attention Kamala Harris is getting.
1: I don't know. She's mean as a snake. She'll drain that beer, then bust the bottle on the counter and come after. Her. She's <laughs> a fighter. Don't you feel zero
0: energy coming out of the Elizabeth Warren campaign thing?
1: Maybe she should have for another beer.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: You were convinced that Donald Trump was the guy. You voted for him, Donald Trump. Correct. And now you're finding you're <laughs> finding out he's a lying con man. What was your first clue? <laughs> dang,
4: dang. <laughs> I mean.
3: Okay, this is the thing. Not only I you mean, haven't even. <laughs> Oh, okay, I'm a very stupid girl. Fine.
0: So Ann Coulter came out uh, hostile to uh, Trump's, what she calls caving on the wall on Friday. Cowardice. She is very unhappy about it. She said, uh, she tweeted, good news for George Herbert Walker Bush. As of today, he's no longer the biggest wimp ever to serve as President of the United States. That's what she tweeted Friday afternoon. Uh, Trump responded, has just responded, in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, I hear she's become very hostile. Maybe I didn't return her phone call or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's, that's a little was. dismissive.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's difficult to negotiate with people who consider a, a win just to stay in office. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do anything. Right. If you come from a world where you're trying to accomplish something, it'd be tough because they just
1: want to wait you out and stay in office. Yeah. Because being in power is what they want. They don't have to do anything. Well, and with all due respect to bipartisanship, the what we're trying to do on each side is pretty different. So, I mean, how do you how, how's there bipartisanship on Obamacare, for instance, or like the open borders? And there's way more bipartisanship on this one.
0: Oh, most of the Democrats, including the leaders, are for securing the border. They say mm-hmm. it over and over again. They just can't make it look like they agreed to Trump's wall. So that, that you know, on Obamacare, there's serious disagreement on whether or not health care is right. Right. This one, they agree on what they want to
1: do. Right. It's just you can't let the other one look like they won, which is just maddening. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Well, well we're letting the outer, you know, we're letting open borders lunatics uh, carry the conversation on the left and Ann Coulter on the right. Yeah.
0: We'll see what happens in three weeks if he doubles down or... Uh, or uh does the whole emergency thing so did you like the spider-man movie or what i did like the spider-man movie what's it called sean spider-man into the spider-verse it's uh it's not a cartoon well it's a drawing it's It's an
6: animated movie but it's not a cartoon in the like the looney tunes sense
0: yeah and as i was watching it i was thinking since they all look like real people and everything like that and they're they're drawn why, why do we have actors at all why don't they just draw
1: everything? It was perfectly fine. It's Drawings like, don't make incredibly annoying speeches twice a year at the various <laughs> award shows.
0: It's not like I felt at any moment like this would be better for humans instead of drawn out. It's mm. what's What the heck's the difference? Um, luckily, we went to the movie long after it was popular, so there were a total of five people in the entire theater, and we, oh, were, we, yeah. were, and we were three of them. Oh, I did yeah. buy the tickets ahead of time on Fandango, who charges a $5 convenience fee, because it's convenient for us to make $5. <laughs>
1: no, it's, yeah, it's convenient <laughs> for us to extract $5 from you for nothing. That's very convenient.
0: And I would say, of uh, of moments of joy as a parent, my kids being happy at movies ranks way up at the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look over at them, and they're just wide-eyed and just just so amazed at being in a movie theater. The size, the sound. Yeah. It's too expensive. Between the tickets and concessions, I spent $60. That's a lot of money. For one show. For one hour and a half movie that we can watch, you know, most everything, either now or very soon, I can watch on the Netflix or whatever.
1: At home, with my own food. Listen to the one percenter buying uh, concessions at the movie theater. We, yeah. s- we smuggled it no, in yeah. as a kid. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah I, I decided after I thought, we're not doing that anymore. Little right? bags of
1: popcorn stuffed in our coat pockets.
6: We're not that
0: doing it. that anymore. For, for next time, it's eat before we get there, because we're not eating when we get
6: there. If you like, daddy, kid, let's defraud some innkeepers.
0: Yeah, I don't know I don't know why I even did it for kids. I never buy My entire life. Kid or adult, when I had my own money, never bought concessions. I'm not buying their dang $4 bottle of water. No, oh, no. We'd, they got we'd, a drinking
1: fountain. We'd literally have peanut butter uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in our pockets when we went to the movie theater. It's great. Then when I grew up and I, I went on my own, I, I had a little hibachi I would bring. <laughs> I, would, I would cook up some hot dogs in the front row. want some bratwurst. <laughs> I remember they did fajitas once, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, that went over
0: great. Yep. Two things. One, I don't know if it was just this theater or if this is a modern thing. I know the movie theaters' attendance is dropping off, and they got the problem with competing with home. Sure. Everybody has better TVs and sound systems.
1: And more comfortable seats. And more comfortable and seats. And no, pardon me, a-holes
0: making noise
1: <laughs> eight feet away from
0: me. You don't have that in an empty theater, certainly. Uh-uh. But uh, it was so blasted loud. I mean, it was like being at a concert. Like, you had to yell to talk to, to, talk to each other. Wow. Just deafeningly loud. And I thought, is this what people actually like, or is it broken, or what? I guess this is what people want in the modern world or I, That
6: may
1: be unique to that theater at that showing. I don't
6: recall that That's what that I recently. was wondering. Uh, when P.S., I, you go to movies. It, it, it seems fine to me, but I also don't know if I'm just used to it because I go to oh, so many movies.
0: so loud. So my, my youngest son, who has sensory issues, always wears these shooting range earmuffs anyway. Mm-hmm. But luckily, he had those on. My other son watched the entire movie with his fingers in his ears. Wow. It was so loud. I mean, yeah. just... I couldn't believe it. I thought, is this? Well, whatever. Um, other part of the movie that stuck out to me is there's a spider pig, which I found very, very humorous.
1: Spider pig. Spider pig. Right.
0: Voiced by uh, John Mulaney. There are a whole bunch of different Spider-Men. So there's a Spider-Man for the 30s who's black and white and has funny old-timey sayings. Voiced by Nicolas Cage. There's a, there's a modern-day Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man from a different universe. There's a Spider-Woman. But Spider-Pig, at yeah. the end, says, that's all, folks. And the other Spider-Man says, can we even say that? <laughs> <laughs> Which I found hilarious. What is a spider pig? It's from the cartoon universe, I guess. Well, so into the Spider-Verse is a asked play. Joe, oh, you, you asked, oh, you oh, asked no, Sean a right. question. Ready. So to blame. About Address Spider-Man. your angry
1: emails to Joe
6: Getty. <laughs> So in comic book realm, there's the multiverse, right? Like this, is like the the world you're experiencing is but one of the of many parallel timelines. That's Michael, s-
1: twenty seconds, get the buzzer
6: that ready. I'm
0: okay with because that's a serious theory that I find very interesting. So the Spider Verse is stoned. Like,
6: what if there's one universe? In I'm e- in it. What if in each of these parallel universes there was also a Spider Man? This is when those kind of uh, those timelines cross in a in an intersection, and now all the Spider Men from all the different universes are all together. Get I it- understood that. Congratulations, well done.
0: Get Getting away from the radioactive spider aspect of it, it is a legitimate theory that a lot of your physicists believe in, is that if there are an infinite number of universes, which they believe is true, well, then every possible scenario exists. Including one where Spider-Man is a pig. Including where everything is exactly the same it is now, except I got a full head of blonde hair. I mean, every scenario exists in one of these... Now I'm going to
1: be picturing that all day. (laughs) Thanks. No, I I think, uh, with all due respect, uh, and and again, I think y'all are on drugs. There's one universe. Um, (laughs) But uh, with all due respect, I think that lacks imagination, because I think humankind is... Well, infinite. Okay, you said infinite. I'm sorry. I'm the one with the limited imagination. Um, That's
0: just silly. Because? You're going to have to explain to Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking wants to know because.
1: Because that's impossible. It can't be because it's impossible. Mm. That is actually begging the question, my friends. What that phrase means? I just begged the question. So in one
0: of the other universes, Peter Parker, who comes to this Earth, he let himself go and was kind of fat. And they constantly reference that. Well, you're a little thicker my, than I remember. Like divorced,
1: <laughs> single dad yeah. Spiderman. Yeah, exactly. All right, see, here's my here's my issue with this stoned baloney. The number of universes have to be infinite, because if it were merely a billion, well, there are easily trillions of possibilities, including in just my own The life. first, you know, 99 percent of those have nothing resembling human life. So the idea that surely there are multiple Spider-Men who look just a little different assumes that that teeny 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 portion of the possibilities exists everywhere and that's a silly supposition unless you use the term infinite which means you can claim anything sure but listen who am i to intrude on your marijuana buzz (laughs) in in your redunculous conversations? There, there would
0: be billions of different options just in my own life what if I, you know, you you could pick right. any random thing throughout your life. What if right. you married her instead of him? What if you married same wife had a baby one day earlier? I mean, just everything would be different. And that universe exists where everything else is exactly the same except for that one thing. It's a little hard to buy, but if you have infinite, it does open up the possibilities for anything.
1: All right, here's your question. I'm going to go with you there, pothead. <laughs> if you in another, if you in another universe whose life was just ever so slightly different from yours. Mm-hmm. Were to get in touch with you, would you be friends? That's a good Or would you find the other you so annoying that <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I would find me tough to take. I'm just saying.
0: I think I think blonde-haired me would shun me because they just oh. want to hang around me.
1: No, 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 just the opposite.
0: With the thick luxurious he blonde He looked super hair.
1: handsome next to you. You'd be his not good-looking wingman. Yeah, I don't know. Full head of blonde hair. Well, I hope you enjoyed that ridiculous exercise, my friends. Here I am. I want to talk about tax policy. There
0: are there are many in recent years, five hundred page books that have been written about that by by leading physicists. I mean, it is a it is a thing. You know how it relates to Spider Men or Spider Pigs is a you know. Well, thank you? May I talk about tax policy? If you want to, there's another universe out there where we don't talk about tax policy wonder how their ratings are. Probably fantastic.
1: <laughs> or we could talk about, what if Eric Clapton had joined the Beatles? <laughs> exactly. That'd be another good one. Everything's
0: exactly the same, except Jer- Eric Clapton joined the Beatles.
1: <laughs> Which spot does he take? Harrison's well, he, right. No, he's the fifth guy. Oh, he just they add another one. Like, wow. And, and, and actually, ironically, I would talk about this for the rest of the day. But, uh, yeah, I think the Beatles would have stayed together for another uh, five years and been a better band for it. But, anyway... Look at my guitar gently, as my guitar gently weeps. It's the four Beatles plus Eric Clapton. But
0: Eric wanted to sleep with George's wife. And did. And wife wanted, well, at the time when they were still married, they right. wanted to have Because yeah. George wanted to sleep with his wife's sister. Ah. And they were at a party, and he went up to Eric and said, this is my plan tonight. I want you to get with my wife, and right. I'm going to get with her sister.
1: Hey, I'm a bro. How can I turn you down? Plus, you got a hot wife. And they remained friends after all this. Best friends,
6: right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's an open mind.
0: It's interesting. They they end up all getting too stoned, and it just didn't happen that night. But that was their plan.
1: 60s were weird, man.
6: Did they end up
0: talking about
1: multiple universes? Probably. Yeah, probably so. So I want to, at some point today or someday soon, talk about Elizabeth Warren and her wealth tax proposal. Which ought to terrify you. She's trying Not to come. That up you're with, a billionaire.
0: She's trying to come up with anything that'll get her some news coverage, just, you know, outside of Kamala Harris.
1: Right, right. But she's come up with this proposal that is just such a beautiful illustration of the evils of socialism and communism. And listen, I don't have a lot of sympathy for billionaires. Um, But it's a really good illustration of the problems of socialism. We'll get to that eventually. Have any of them taken a swipe
0: at Howard Schultz yet? Because they're going to have to deal with him on their left flank. Too early to take a shot at the coffee man. Soon. He got some pretty big uh, platform on 60 Minutes, no doubt about that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.